Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. This is the Voice Coach Podcast for all the tips and tricks on getting the most out of your speaking voice. I'm Nick Redman and I'll be sharing everything you need to know to keep your voice healthy, sounding great and working the way it should. If you're an actor, voiceover, speaker, presenter or podcaster, you're in the right place. Hopefully it'll be a wee bit of crack too. Let's get started. So, welcome back. Thanks for listening. What I wanted to talk about this time is a few of the wee mistakes that I see people making when they're doing their speaking voice warm up. Now, I get people through my virtual doors for one-to-one coaching and uh, calls about joining the group program, the vocal empowerment program and all that kind of stuff all the time. And a lot of the time they talk about their warm ups and they're like, "Uh, well, this is my current warm up. What do you think? And this is a little collection of some of the things that I think people do that aren't quite the most efficient way to warm up your voice for speaking. Now, look, some of them might be a bit controversial, but listen, that's what I'm here for, maybe. (laughs) So I'd love to know your thoughts. So let's just crack on. Five mistakes I see people making when warming up their voice. Number one thinking it has to take ages. Like a lot of the time people come for coaching and we we do a little warm up, shake up. And I say to them, right, show me what you've got. And they go, well, you know, I'm, I'm warming up for like half an hour, 45 minutes, and I still don't feel like I'm ready. That to me is a big red flag. Your warm up does not have to take ages. Thank God. It can uh, take five to 15 minutes of the right exercises for your speaking context. That's all you need. And for your voice as well, it's about making sure you're choosing the right exercises for your voice. So if you're warming up for feckin' ages and you're still not ready, that to me is a sign that there's something maybe not in the right order or you're not doing the right exercises for what you need. Remember, you'll need a different warm-up for if you're jumping on the mic to do a super quick voiceover recording than if you're heading into the booth for four or five hours to do loads of podcast episodes back-to-back or loads of podcast interviews back-to-back or recording a big chunk of an audiobook you're working on. So you have to tailor your warm-up to suit the speaking context and also the needs of your voice. And it does not have to take a long time. So that's mistake number one. Stop wasting your time with big, long warm-ups. Just do a wee one. Sure, it's much easier to sustain anyway, isn't it? Okay, mistake number two. And this comes up a lot, mainly because they're really fun, (laughs) which I get. But starting with tongue twisters and kind of hoping for the best. So tongue twisters are absolutely a necessary and important part of your vocal warm up, but it shouldn't be the first thing that you do. So if you're jumping in the booth and you're going, Super Sally sat on a sausage sandwich, that's quite a good one considering I made it off the top of my head, then you're not going to be getting the most out of it. Remember, Shaping the sound into recognisable words and speech is like the last stage of the process. You know, your body has to be prepared, your breath has to be prepared. 
the vocal folds themselves need to be prepared. And then as the sound is made, once that bit is done, then we shape it into recognisable sounds. So articulation and tongue twisters should come at the end. Remember that structure. I'll just grab my voice deck. It's body, breath, sound, shapes. That's the order we go through in the voice deck. Body, breath, sound, shapes. And that is honestly the most efficient way to do it. Now you might get a little bit of crossover in there, which is totally fine. But save your exciting, fun, silly, possibly rude tongue twisters for the last stage. So that's mistake number two. Starting with your tongue twisters. Next thing is making it up on the spot and kind of winging it. And not having a plan. You don't have to sit down and plan for 45 minutes, the five minute warm up you're going to do. But I do think sitting at the start of your week when you plan your days and you maybe plan out all the tasks and the steps you're doing towards your goals and all that kind of stuff, you take a couple of minutes just to plan what you might do for your warm up that week too. Because then you can write it down. You can write the exercises down that you want to do. You can stick them in your booth or next to your microphone or put them in your phone or clip a something to your, what do you call that thing? Uh, Laptop screen. (laughs) You can stick a post-it to your laptop screen or some kind of virtual post-it note and have your warm-up on there. So as soon as you open up, it's obvious, it's easy, it's ready to go. So that when you start to warm up, you're not going, where's my book? Where are my notes? What was I going to do? What exercises helped me? And you're getting all panicky and making it hard for yourself. Make it easy. Have a plan. And now look, that plan can definitely change depending on what you've got to record or like how your voice feels that day. But start with a plan and then you can deviate. That's tip number three. Don't make it up. Have a wee plan. Uh, Next one, this is where I say it might get a wee controversial because it's not that I'm not a fan of this as a concept. (laughs) It's that I don't think sometimes it's the best way to warm up your speaking voice. And that is singing. I get quite a lot of people who say they sing in their speaking voice warm-up. And that's fine. If they're a brilliant singer, their technique is on point, they're singing really lightly and really gently and not pushing for volume or belting or doing anything mad. But the truth of it is, a lot of the time when people sing in their voice warm-up, it's really effortful and it can actually make you tired before you've even started. Remember, a voice warm-up is preparatory. It's about getting you ready to do the vocal work, to use your voice and have a bit of vocal load for the day. A warm-up is not about pushing you to your limits. Now, that's not to say that singing isn't good for range and expression and variety and connection and good for your mind because it's fun and lovely and everybody loves an old sing song, whether you can sing or not. But it is about understanding that is it necessarily the right thing to put in your vocal warm-up when you're speaking not singing afterwards. So just reflect on that. I did think that like a decent substitution might be instead of actually full singing, you could take the song that you want to sing that gets your heart going and settles your mind and gets you in a good mood and you could just do it on a semi-occluded sound so you could lip trill the song. For example, ah yes, that old hit. (laughs) Or you could do it on a puffy TH. Or something like that. Or you could hum it. (laughs) Because then you're getting the vocal folds going in a nice, easy and uh, safe way. You won't be able to push for volume or anything like that, which is brilliant. And you'll still be exercising your range and your mobility. So you could try that. But I would keep the singing to the karaoke or the end of the day or the pub or the shower. Where do you sing? (laughs) Let me know. Okay. And 
the fifth mistake I see people making is forgetting you have a body in the sense that we're very voice focused, right? Especially on the microphone. It's just there in front of your mouth. You're focusing all your attention into it. And it is very easy for us to forget that anything exists underneath the vocal folds. So your warm up needs to be completely holistic, taking in your entire body. So don't just go for sound straight off the bat. Bring the body into it. You know me, I love a jiggle, I love a wiggle, a wee cheeky jiggle, some spine rolls, some shoulder release, some neck stretches, anything that gets your body going is incredibly beneficial and necessary. You know, you got to release the hips, the ribs, the shoulders, the spine, the neck, checking your alignment as well if you're on the mic all day so we don't get our wee turtleneck with that chin coming forward, which is terrible for vocal fatigue. And also it's great for grounding. Get your feet on the floor, whether you're seated or whether you're standing. Wiggle those toes, feel the floor and get that stability in the body. Oh, God, I felt very passionate there. And breathe out. So there you go. Those are my five mistakes that I see people making with their speaking voice warm-up. Let's just recap. Number one was taking too feckin' long. Dial it back a bit. Make it easier for yourself. Number two, don't start with your tongue twisters. Sure, they're fun, but put them at the end. Number three, making it up on the spot. Make it easy for yourself. Have a plan. Just write it down on a wee post-it or on your notes and then it's there. Boom. Number four, singing in your speaking voice warm-up. I'm not 100% sure if that's often the best way to do it. And number five, don't forget you've got a body underneath your vocal folds. This exists. Use it. Harness it. Be the most bodily embodied voice you possibly can. Now look, warming up is crucial, right? I know that. And it's part of your long-term vocal maintenance and care. So you should have one regularly. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. It's good for your voice. It's good for your soul. So I really, really do recommend it. Now, exciting news, friend. I've only gone and written a book. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm as shocked as you are. It's not even talking. It's me writing loads of words on a page for a very long time. (laughs) There's also amazing images in there. Thanks, Esme Talbot at Scruffy Herbert. They're flipping gorgeous and I'm really excited. Anyway, the book's about voice training for microphone users. It's called On The Mic. And it's written with you, dear voice curious friend in mind. So do you want to know all about it? Well, I hope so. (laughs) It's out on the 16th of March and basically I've started a wee waiting list. So if you head to nicolaredman.com forward slash book dash wait list, that's nicolaredman.com forward slash book dash wait list, or I'll pop a link in the show notes. You'll get all the info and I'm going to be running a wee launch competition with some brilliant prizes and stuff. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that if you're on my newsletter list as well. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now because I'm dead excited about the book slash also super terrified because <laughs> it's my first ever book. Honestly, up until this point, I think the longest thing I'd written was probably an Instagram caption. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've strung sentences together. So anyway, get on the waitlist, nicolaredman.com forward slash book dash waitlist and you'll hear all about it. So you will. Right, that's it. I'm off. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. To get the most out of your voice, come on over to our free community on Facebook, The Voice and Accent Hub. See you in there.